Unity of Farmington Hills, a powerful path for spiritual living. Five, six, seven, eight. On the world, oh, they're so easy to see. People everywhere just want to be free. another hand. <laughs> I feel pumped up. I don't know about you, but I feel pumped up. <laughs> Good morning, Unity of Farmington Hills. Good morning. Oh my goodness. You don't sound like you're too happy. Good morning, Unity of Farmington Hills. Good morning. 
Thank you. I think I heard YouTube louder than you guys. (laughs) And um, it's good to be here with you all for this Independence Day weekend. I'm excited to be here. I want to welcome all of those who are visiting us today, those who are in person and online. And those of you who are in person with us, I invite you to take a welcome packet as you leave out if you haven't already, um, just to give you more information about our church. I am Reverend Kelly Kincaid, for those of you who do not know me. <laughs> um, I want to invite you all to fellowship, our fellowship gathering that, right after service today. I want us to immediately leave out because we have a church coming in, and there's um, going to be prayer in the chapel, and I mean in the sanctuary, and I'm also going to be doing a brief recording before I come down to meet you all. So we need you to clear out quickly so that I can do my thing, they can do their thing, and we can get downstairs to do our thing with you guys. Make sense? <laughs> Also, we're having a slow summer, so we don't have our, you know, our monthly activities, but we are going to have a gong meditation on August 17th, which will be a Wednesday. It'll be at 7 p.m., and I'm telling you, you're going to love it. I, uh, one of our prayer chaplains, uh, Sharon Lewis, invited me to come to a gong meditation on Monday. It was amazing um, with Christopher Davis. It was really nice. And there will be a suggested love offering of $20. He calls it a sound wave gong immersion, and it really is. So I invite you all to join us. It will be in person only because you cannot get the full experience of it online. So we're not going to be recording it. We're going to just have it in person only on that day. And again, that's August 17th, which is a Wednesday at 7 p.m. And on uh, September 7th at 7 p.m., we're going to have our World Day of Prayer. Unity has... World Day of Prayer every year, usually the first week in September. And so we're going to do ours on September 7th at 7 p.m. And the prayer chaplains, will be, prayer chaplains will be leading it. I'm excited about that. That will be in person and on Zoom. And then Unity's uh, World Headquarters World Day of Prayer starts that same evening, but they start at 8 p.m. And then it'll go from theirs is Wednesday through Thursday. So you can register for that. It's online only. You can register by going to go.unity.org slash WDOP. And then, so, that's, that's about it. To stay abreast of what's going on in our church, you can visit our website, unityfh.com. Check out our Facebook page. Or you can uh, read through our weekly newsletter, which Matthew sends out every Friday afternoon. Our prayer chaplain for today is Lynette Kelly. She'll be holding the sacred space for us today. She will be in the back corner over near the doors to the um, patio. Well, they go out to the fountain area um, to pray with you. So if you want to, prayer is really important to us. If you don't want to stand and be prayed with in person, you can leave your prayer request in the prayer box right outside of the sanctuary, or you can email us at prayerchaplains at unityfh.com. And I have a, I've, I've uh, opened up, a, had Matthew put in a prayer line as well, which is 248-702-0100. So we can do our best to go ahead and pray with you all. And the beautiful thing is when we finish praying over your request for 30 days, they're going to be sent to unity, uh, silent unity as well. And they'll be held in prayer again. So that concludes our announcements for today. So as we listen to our music team sing Surely the Presence, let's go ahead and open up our hearts and mind for our daily word and for our opening prayer.
and letting you, God, take all that is blocking us from being free in this moment. And we just sit in that moment of feeling of peace just for a little bit. Letting it fulfill our entire being and consciousness. out of this meditative space but we consciously walk mindful of your spiritual presence in the mighty name and nature of the indwelling Christ we pray thank you God amen I love that so let us affirm our statement of being together. God is all, both invisible and visible. One presence, one mind, one power is all. This one that is all is perfect life, perfect love, and perfect substance. I am an individualized expression of God. Say that two more times. I am an individualized expression of God. One more time. I am an individualized expression of God. I am ever one with this perfect life, perfect love, and perfect substance. And now let us, with, with gratitude in our hearts, let us affirm our U of H growth affirmation, knowing that it really is working. Together, we give thanks for our expansive congregation that fills our halls, sanctuary, and classrooms with seekers of unity truth, fills our hearts with love and joy, and provides us with all of the necessary resources to co-create a loving and compassionate spirit-filled world. One, two, three, four. Yeah. 
shaking your head no <laughs> during the first song it was the wrong video <laughs> I love that Lauren puts those videos together for our songs they bring out a, another dimension thank you Lauren for doing that and thank you to our music team let's give them another hand please I always say this and I'm gonna always say it that we have the the baddest <laughs> music team in unity, because I believe it. And they have beautiful voices. They sit and they rehearse and all of this. And they're volunteering to do this. They're volunteering to do this. And I really, really appreciate um, the time, the effort that they take, that you all take to put it. I'm speaking as if you're not here. That you all take in putting this together and bringing your talents and even your own songs, um, your gifts to our church. It, this music ministry means a lot. Amen? Okay, am I the only one who, <laughs> this is independent, did you guys, were you guys up late last night with fireworks like me? Because <laughs> you guys are real quiet today. <laughs> Amen? Amen? Thank you, thank you. <laughs> so I wanted to start off with a cute little joke, and let me just say, I think I'm the greatest comedian walking, but not everybody does. <laughs> Some people think my little jokes are stale, but I don't care. <laughs> I'm trying to not laugh through this. So what do you call a snowman on Independence Day? You know? A puddle. <laughs> to, to, me, to me, that's funny, because <laughs> I took snow when I was little, and I saved it in the freezer, <laughs> And during the summer, I wanted to take it out and play with it, and it did melt and become a puddle. So I remember that, <laughs> that time. My mother told me what happened, but I didn't believe her. I was little at the time. So to me, that joke is funny. <laughs> to, you, to you guys, it may not be, but to me, it's funny. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So this is, <laughs> this is the first Sunday in July, which we're starting in a new month. We are swimming through, not swimming, flying through. Well, some people swim fast, so maybe swimming too. Um, we're flying through this year, and I'm blown away at everything that we have done is in Unity of Farm and our church throughout the year so far. You know, this is our 25th anniversary year. That should be, yay! <laughs> and one of the things that it feels like we've done is walked into our independence, if that makes any sense. 
to you all. Like we're not struggling like we were when I first got here. We, we have moved into a liberated consciousness of really living the affirmations and the truth that we know. And as we've been doing that, we've been really opening up into a powerful expression of the values that we have up on the wall, diverse, welcoming, loving, spirit-filled, and empowering. But we've also been doing our best to be a community that is a loving community that is compassionate and spirit and co-creates a loving and compassionate spirit-filled world. Do you guys feel like we've been doing it? Yes. yes. And so I feel like we're moving into being demonstrations of spiritual independence. And I'll go into that a little bit more in a second. But I'm, I'm, really, I'm really excited about this feeling that I'm feeling right now because when you really let the scriptures move you, and even deeper than that, when you really let the spiritual understanding of the scriptures move you, you move into a state of freedom that's greater than anything that this world can give you. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? If you don't, we're going to get there. So the title of my talk today is Spiritual Independence Through Spiritual Understanding. Because as I said, we have, a, we have our fifth unity principle set that says it is not enough to know the truth. You must what? Live the truth that you know, right? So I'm going to say it's not enough to know the truth, and you guys, I want you to say we must live the truth that you know. So it's not enough to know the truth. We must live the truth that we know. And it, it's deeper than just living it. You must understand it deeply and become the expression of it. Amen. Because if you're walking in the presence of, of just, uh, well, I know I should do unto others as I'd have them do unto me, and you're doing it as an obligation, you don't have the spirit of liberation in it. Does that make sense? If you walk according to, okay, I must love my enemies, and you just tolerate your enemies, you're not walking in spiritual independence, are you? If you are uh, living saying, okay, you know what, I must tithe, and you're sitting there worrying about your bills and worrying about if you're going to have enough if you tithe, you're not living in spiritual independence, are you? Because you're, you're caught up in the letter of the law of the obligation of it instead of the, spiritual, the spirit of the law of understanding what it means and becoming that essence of what you understand. And I promise you, as we grow more and more together as a spiritual community and as you grow independently in your understanding of the Word, because you can't just take my understanding of what I say on Sundays and live off that and be spiritually independent. You're living vicariously through my understanding. It is important for you to take it and test the Spirit by the Spirit, which means take it and sit with God on your own based off of your relationship with God, and then you grow in it on your own. Does that make sense? Because we come from different histories. Your history is not the same as mine. It may be similar, but it's not the same. So you're not going to nuance the understanding. You're not going to internalize it, and you're not going to be the expression of it in the same way that I am. And it's not going to feed you the same way that it feeds me. So that's why I tell you, you know, read the, the scriptures yourself. Even after we leave out of our, our services, Go and sit with them on your own. If we're living according to the principles, let's be the principles. And one of the principles, the fourth unity principle, is literally prayer meditation 
aligning our minds through affirmation and denial, but you're aligning your minds to the truth. And if you don't know the truth, how are you going to align your mind? Right? If we say Jesus is our way shower and we don't study Jesus' teachings, how is Jesus our way shower? Right? If we're going to say, okay, I understand the scriptures and I'm moving into the scriptures and I'm doing it according to the spiritual meaning and you don't really get the spiritual meaning, how are you going to really follow Jesus? How are you going to really follow your life being in alignment? It doesn't have to be exactly the way Jesus' life looked. Your life is supposed to look the way you look. That's why we all different shades and different colors and different expressions and different shapes and different heights and different widths. That's why we're all different because God wanted to express and feel and experience this world in millions of different ways, infinite ways. And each one of you is a different expression. And how you understand is a different expression. And it's important for you to get it yourself. Does that make sense? So I tell you, when I go through it, I seriously go through it, even in class. Those of you who have taken my class, there's usually a homework assignment afterwards, isn't there? Every week so that you can live what we're studying and be the expression of it. Not just gloss over it and get intellectual understanding. We have to go deeper. So with that in mind, Jesus had four different ways, that, major ways that he taught. He taught through precepts, which were just major, which were statements like the Beatitudes that give a spiritual meaning. He, he taught through parables. And back in the time, he used the parables that made sense, the stories that were lifelike stories that identified with what people were going through at the time. So you'll see him talking about a, a sower of the seed or... Um, different paying somebody or a slave or something like that. He'll talk about, he talks about different things that was pertinent to the time. But the beautiful thing about a parable is that there's always some type of spiritual meaning in that parable that you can read through. There's always some theme in there, the moral of it, or however you want to say it, that you can go into even to this day that still has a spiritual meaning that you can identify with. And so with that being said, I'm going to read these scriptures from Matthew chapter 13, verses 10 through 17. And this is when Jesus first starts talking using principles. He's on um, parables. He's just used the parable of the farmer scattering seeds. And the disciples are realizing that he's speaking a little bit differently. He's starting to use stories, parables, as he's talking to the people who are coming to listen to him, um, his followers. And they asked the question. It says his disciples came and asked him, why do you use parables when you talk to the people? He replied, you are permitted to understand the secrets. And in other uh, versions of this, it says the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, but others are not. To those who listen to my teachings, more understanding will be given, and they will have an abundance of knowledge. But for those who are not listening, even what little understanding they have will be taken away from them. Verse 13, that is why I use these parables. For they look, but they don't really see. They hear, but they don't really listen or understand. This fulfills the prophecy of Isaiah that says, When you hear what I say, you will not understand. When you see what I do, you will not comprehend. For the hearts of these people are hardened, and their ears cannot hear, and, their, and they have closed their eyes, so they, their eyes cannot see, and their ears cannot hear. Let me go to the last. And their hearts cannot understand, and they cannot turn to me and let me heal them. 
but blessed are your eyes because they see and your ears because they hear. I tell you the truth. And every time he says, I tell you the truth, he's about to drop some nugget of wisdom. I tell you the truth. Many prophets and righteous people long to see what you see, but they didn't see it. And they long to hear what you hear, but they didn't hear it. Let me just pray for a second. God, I long to see what it is you want me to see. I long to hear what it is that you want me to hear, to share, for the interpretation, the spiritual understanding, the spiritual meaning of this scripture, these scriptures, that we can walk forth in spiritual independence, learning how to use spiritual understanding. In the mighty name and nature of the indwelling Christ, I thank you for allowing me and teaching me how to let my human understanding decrease, that the spiritual understanding may come forth. Thank you, God. Amen. And so this is deep because Jesus shifts his, in the beginning, Matthew, when we went through last year around this same time, we started going through a series of the Sermon on the Mount. This year we're going to be going through a series around this time. We're going to start going through a series on the parables. But last year when we were going through this series on the Sermon on the Mount, we were looking at how Jesus had started healing people in order to get himself noticed and to get, to pe get people's attention. And once he started healing them, because he knew that if you're in pain, you're not going to really be in a place normally to hear a spiritual understanding if you haven't already started from a spiritual consciousness. So he healed them to get their attention, to get the idea, well, how did you do that? So that they could come listen to his teachings and start living according to his teachings. And so last year we went into the Beatitudes, which was the beginning of the Sermon on the Mount. And the Beatitudes are states of being in consciousness that allow you to open yourself up to hear and understand what it is that Jesus came to teach in his ministry, that we may align our lives, which are their own individual expressions of ministry. Actually, if you hadn't known it, I'm telling you now, your life somehow has some type of meaning that is a ministry to you. And if you're not sure where it is, wherever it is is your misery in your life, that's your ministry. How it is that you are manifesting and, and navigating your way through is your ministry. And the powerful part is when you navigate through using the human side, you get to a point where you hit a gate, you hit a wall. Because you only, you, you only can go up to the understanding that you know. And your understanding is what got you in the situation in the first place. It is not until you open yourself up to have a deep understanding, to have a deep desire and yearning, which is your zeal, by the way, that's sitting there inside of you waiting to push you forward into a spiritual understanding. And when you move into a spiritual understanding by surrendering it over to God, by letting go of being willful and becoming willing, and when you do what's going on in your life, you'll be able to see from a higher perspective. And when you see it from a higher perspective, you move into a deeper understanding. And you don't know where that understanding is coming from necessarily inside of you because you never experienced it before. But you know it's God because it makes sense and it fits, and you begin to experience it. Does that make sense to you all? That's why Jesus used these parables, because they're stories dealing with things that people are really going through in their real life. And they can identify with what he's talking about. But some people came just to listen, to see him, to, to prove him wrong somehow, like the parable, the Pharisees, the Sadducees, and the rabbis. They wanted to prove him wrong because he was getting the attention that they were yearning for. And some people came just to be there because it felt good to be around people. Some people came 
because they wanted to hear it and they got a connection to it, but they didn't want to do the work to go into it. And some people truly had an understanding, and tr I mean a, a yearning inside to really live and understand what Jesus was teaching and how Jesus walked so fearfully and fiercely and peacefully in a consciousness of truth with his relationship with God. That's what I want. And I have wanted it ever since I was little. To the point that when I would ask questions, sometimes the questions didn't make, I was little asking big questions. And people were like, you don't need to know that. But I wanted to know at eight or nine, or how could they walk through the sea? How did the sea part? What does that mean? I wanted to know those meanings. In Bible study, in Bible school, I wasn't getting it at the time. I wish I'd have had something that was similar to what we teach here, the type of unity understandings going into a deeper understanding of it. I was just, you know, there was a saying that children should be heard and not seen, I mean, uh, seen and not heard. Now, my parents didn't believe that, but others, others did. So when you are like eight or nine years old asking these big questions, it makes people nervous, adults nervous, and they don't want to answer it. So I looked stupid to myself, and I stopped asking for a little while, people outside of me. But the beautiful thing that I love is that in my family, there's a yearning to understand. So there was places that I was led, and if, I, if, I did, if we couldn't get it, my father would help me somehow. And I love that in here, I have a feeling that you all are in a space of providing others with an understanding if they come to you, that we have mentors here, that we have people who are teachers or somehow guiding others to get a deeper understanding as well. And that's what Jesus did. And so when he was asked, why do you use parables? The first thing he said to the disciples was, you are permitted to understand these secrets or mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. Now, let's look at this deeply. The kingdom of heaven represents spiritual consciousness and spiritual understanding. It represents knowing in a spirit, it represents the spiritual realm, the things of the spiritual realm, principles, all, uh, spiritual law, spiritual truth. It represents that. And he said, you are permitted to understand. The truth is, we are all permitted to understand it. Not all of us choose to understand. So what he's saying here is, you guys choose and have a desire and seek, choose and seek, and you release your resistance and you step into a willingness. Are you two twins? It is just bugging me. <laughs> no, you just sisters. Oh, my goodness. I apologize. <laughs> that was a squirrel. <laughs> I, I, it was just that. You guys look so much alike. Okay, let me go back. What was I saying? Oh, that, so I forgot what I was saying. I just lost my train of thought, getting all caught up in somebody else's Kool-Aid. Okay, let's see. Consciousness. Yeah, consciousness. Thank you, thank you. So we're permitted. We're all permitted to, just like the Israelites are, were considered the chosen ones, quote-unquote, but really, Israelites represent those who come from spiritual consciousness and spiritual thinking, those who live in alignment with their, the wisdom inside. And if you choose to, all of us have a spark of divinity inside of us. All of us have the spiritual understanding, which represents your life in unity. 
And our spiritual understanding is our ability to perceive, to know, to comprehend, and to apprehend. It's to go deeper underneath the underlying, um, uh, the underlying interpretation of what's going on in our world. The disciple that represents understanding, spiritual understanding, is Thomas. And the location in the body, because every, every uh, disciple represents a spiritual faculty, and the spiritual faculty of understanding, there's a part in the body that is signified by that or sim uh, symbolizes that, and it's in the front of the brain. And the beautiful part is it's right in the same area where your will is. So we have a choice to live the truth that we know. Have you ever heard the saying, if you know better, you do better? I, I don't believe that's necessarily true. Because some people know better and don't choose to do better. Here, these disciples were choosing to do better. So they were getting the understanding. So the first step in moving into spiritual independence through spiritual understanding is that you got to choose it. The desire is always there. It's always nudging us forward inside. But you got to choose to want to know better and then choose to want to do better based off of what you know. You ever had a moment where you knew better and you didn't choose to do better? I know I have. I'm telling all my business. Well, the people who he was talking to, most of them didn't. Most of them just came to listen to the stories. Most of them just came to be around people. Most of them were nosy and wanted to know what was going on. There was a handful that really were seeking to understand the truth. And as Jesus told these principles, the way he told the principles, the, I mean parables, there were principles in there that they could get if they were open. So he says, those who, to those who listen to my teaching, more understanding will be given to you. So I've had times that over and over and over again where I read the scripture and then I'll read it again and I get something else out of it. And then I read it again, and I get something else out of it. And then I read it again, and I get something else out of it. This is lit up, underlined, and all that, because I've read this section so many times. And then this time, I got a deeper understanding out of it as well. And then when you go through life, when you go through trying to understand the principles, when you go through, through trying to live them, every single day, you are a new consciousness that wakes up into this world. And so you will be able to go into a deeper understanding, but not until you are willing to choose. I am willing to choose the truth. Together, I am willing to choose the truth. But you got to come from the heart of love. Why? Because love, in its truest sense, represents oneness with God, represents unity to all, represents an infinite expansion past yourself. Love is not the affection that we give people. Love is not the hugging and the kissing and I love you and all that. That's not love. Love is a sense of oneness, where you can look somebody in the eye and you can feel one with that person and you connect with that person, but not because you're connecting with the personality, because you're connecting with the Christ in you and the Christ in them. And what I do is as I tune in, when I look in a person's eye, I do my best to let the Christ in me speak to the Christ in you so that the Christ can be acknowledged in you and then both of us bring forth that Christ in the situation. Jesus says, where two or more are gathered in my name, there I am in the midst of it. Jesus meant that where you come in the conscious, in my name is my nature. Jesus' nature, his absolute nature that he demonstrated was the Christ inside. And the only time to tune, only way you can truly get to that is to tune into your heart. 
and to go past that, to tune past your heart into a sense of oneness. Like if you close your eyes right now, I invite you to close your eyes right now. Take a deep breath. And open yourself up to feel the person in front of you or behind you. To feel the people in this room. And take another deep breath. And gently open your eyes. I invite you to look at somebody next to you or in front of you or behind you and tell them, I see the Christ in you. Look in the eyes and say, I see the Christ in you. Like, look in it and mean it. Can you feel that? Like, even if it's somebody you don't know, can you feel that? And some people may not want to try it, and that's okay. But you got to be willing to step forward and do it in order to experience it because if there's a complaint going on, most of the time it's because you didn't try it. And I, my, my husband tells me, says that all the time. Well, did you try? Hey, come here. I don't think I like it. But you didn't even try it. But I just know I, like, I don't like it. How do you know you didn't even try it? And he gets so frustrated with me because I don't want to try stuff that he thinks that I would like. I, and I guess I should try it because I wouldn't know if I really like it if I don't, right? So now I'm just putting myself on the spot. And now he's heard me say this. So he's going to say, remember you said that. <laughs> I tell all my business. When you come from the heart, you open up to the ears to hear. When you really get turned on, tuned in, and tapped on, tapped on, or however it is, with what I say, it's not the words. It's the vibration of the word that is connecting to the truth in you. And all of a sudden, you get an aha moment. You know in the cartoons when they get this aha moment, all of a sudden there's a light bulb, when you hear the truth, the vibration is a light vibration. It's, and I mean a light bulb vibration. It's a vibration of light inside of you. And what you're hearing is a frequency. And that frequency taps and turns on a light inside of your consciousness. And that light opens up an understanding. And that understanding gets interpreted through images in your mind. And then your mind starts to interpret those images. And then you become a vibration of it. And then you know it like, oh, my God, I got it. You ever had a I got it moment? It's like, I got it. And it's not just you understand it on the intellectual. It's like you lived it. Not like, okay, I'm about to have an accident. My life flashed before my eyes. Not that kind of living it. But you live it like it's one with you because it is. And I invite us all to open your hearts to what's going on in your life right now. Look at it as if it's a parable. And ask to be shown the truth in the situation. There are several phases of consciousness. We have three phases of consciousness in our mind. They're called three different types of mind. And the first one that is the conscious mind 
Professor Wakefield states that, interact, that interacting with the world and experiences the world through your five physical senses, and even uh, interprets life through your five physical senses. That's the what? That's the part of you that's listening to me right now. Then there's the subconscious part of you, and in the subconscious part of you is the non-reasoning part of you. It's that part of you that holds all of your memories, all of your understandings. But when you go down inside of yourself to meditate and sit with God and to truly pray, because prayer is communion with God, which is coming into union with God. When you go into that subconscious part of yourself where you go away from everybody, you close the door, you even let go of your body, you let go of your circumstances, and you go inside and listen. That's where you go to the subconscious mind. And in the subconscious mind is where you hear the superconscious mind. The superconscious mind is your dream state. That dream that's come to you, it came from that part of your consciousness. And it's that part of you that's the subtle part of you, the still small voice inside of you that is talking to you right now and is asking you to go deeper into an understanding of who you are. Because the only way to get to spiritual independence is for us to go fully who, to where we are. If we all walked in spiritual independence, there would be nothing that would be like a sense of separation in this world, in the United States. If the United States was created in a sense of spiritual and true, because they claimed their independence on July 4, 1776, but they didn't have true spiritual independence because there was still slavery going on. If you got to have some type of slavery or some type of superiority or some type of I'm better than you, there's no spiritual independence there. When you step in a space of truly getting an understanding of truth, get, truly getting an understanding of who you are in the consciousness of God, and you look in your life and you see where God is moving in your life, in a parable is always where God is moving there, and there's some type of spiritual truth that's being demonstrated in that parable. Your life is a parable right now, and God is asking you within yourself to open yourself to understand more deeply what it is you're going through right now. And if you go into the subconscious mind, shut out the world. The Bible says go into your closet and shut the door. When you go into that place, that's your common ground with God. The essence of the Christ in you. So I invite you to on a daily basis, before you even open your eyes in the morning, drop down into just a state of quietness and peace. That's why we go into our heart center when we pray. We go into a consciousness of sitting into the, the, the awareness that we're one with God. That's why when the prayer chaplains pray, what we do is we hold the sacred space. We go into the consciousness of Christ. We don't even got to know what's going on inside of you. We hold the sacred space for you, knowing that the Christ in us knows what's going on in Christ in you and will call forth the truth. And as we're holding that sacred space, we listen lovingly to what's going on. From us, open heart of Christ. Look at your life and God will show you what's going on. But you got to hold the sacred space for yourself and you got to listen lovingly, which means you got to stick into a space of understanding, seeking to understand. And what happens is we pray from the heart. We pray from the heart. And then we hold it confident what's going on. Whatever understanding you get, keep it confidential until you are told to move forward with it. We're going to go into that a little bit with one of the parables. But there's somewhere you guys are, all of us are meant to move in our next level. We're meant to go deeper into spiritual independence. We're meant to release ourselves from the shackles of this world. What he said, she said, he did, he did, or whatever. We're meant to step in our own independence with your relationship with God. And I can't do it for you. I can do it for myself. And I, I promise you, I'm not going to, I know I'm not going to get where Jesus is with God 
but I'm going to do my darkness to get there, to get as close as I can to having a deep relationship with God and having spiritual independence. And I can't do it if I stay aware of this world more than I am aware of God in me. Does that make sense? The only way to get the true understanding of who you are, which will free you from this world, is to go inside. And I say it over and over and over again. And when people ask me, well, what do you think? I say, well, what do you think? Because it doesn't matter what I think. It matters what you think. And what you think depends on your relationship with God. I am free in the spirit of the Lord. Together, I am free in the spirit of the Lord. I invite you. There's a, um, Howard, can you do that? quote from William H. Bennett. He was looking at, he was doing a blind test or something, uh, a colorblind test. And I liked this, that he, this quote that he said. And it said, those who are colorblind do not discern correctly and do not, ma no matter how hard they try, they are not able to distinguish the difference in hue that are obvious in the normal eye. As, they, as we journey along through life, we as individuals come in contact with many shade, shaded areas, twilight zones, and even dark valleys where we are, dark alleys, same thing, valleys, alleys, where we are, unless aided by a higher power, we're not able to see clearly, to interrupt, in, interpret clearly, and to come to sound, con sound conclusions. Does that make sense? Can you do the next one? Some of these shaded areas are found in the physical world, some in the intellectual world, and some in the realm of the spiritual. Let us remember, however, that the Lord has said that all things, um, that all things unto him are spiritual. You are spiritual beings. Whatever you're going through, there's a spiritual meaning behind it. Even the most mundane, there's something, even washing dishes, sitting there washing dishes. You can think about how am I washing my life away? How am I releasing the debris of the day? How am I releasing those things that are blocking me from fully expressing the light that I am? You can take anything in your life and use it as a parable and take the spiritual interpretation of it out of it. But you got to open your eyes to have the eyes to see by tuning into the heart. Open your ears to have the ears to hear by tuning into the heart. And we can all together individually and together, walk into our spiritual independence. But it has to come. You cannot live the truth that you know if you don't know the truth that you're living that you know. Does that make sense? I know I do that. And it comes out. And don't ask me to repeat it because I don't know what I just said. That was spirit speaking through me. I had to listen to it to see what I said. But, and it's funny because when I'm speaking is when I can do the tongue twisters. Try pickle, pick, parry, pickle, pickle. I can't do it without this being in spirit. Peter Piper picked a peckle. I can't do it without being in spirit because that's when I'm in my full understanding. This means a lot to me, y'all. I want you guys to close your eyes right now. Put your hands over your hearts, please. I invite you to. You don't have to, but I invite you to. Take a deep breath. Let's affirm, I thank you, God, for my Independence Day. Say it aloud. I thank you, God, for my Independence Day. I walk in the consciousness of truth today. I walk in the consciousness of truth today. I walk through the eyes of love today. I walk through the eyes of love today. I walk through the hearing of love today. Give me the eyes to see and the ears to hear. I claim my spiritual independence. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. 
Amen. We're ready. Thank you. Okay. 
Hey, Berkeley. I'm going to use this one. Wow, that was awesome. I wanted to share that today was part one of that. We're going to finish the rest of those scriptures next week. I forgot to mention that. And it's my birthday next week, so you get to show me. So hopefully you'll be here. You can share my birthday with me and get the rest of the understanding of those scriptures. Let's take a deep breath and gently close your eyes. Bring to mind what you feel led to give today in prosperity consciousness for a love offering. And now let's go ahead, um, open your eyes, and let's affirm our love offering blessing together. Divine love through me, blesses and multiplies all that I have, all that I give, and all that I receive. Thank you, God. And for those of you who don't know, you can go to unityfh.com and do a donation online. There will be someone in the back of the sanctuary, sanctuary to get your donations if you want to do it that way. Or you can send in a check to unityfh.com. Unityfh.com. Woo-wee! You can send it to the church. The, the address is there. <laughs> <laughs> My mind is kind of fried. Anyway, let's stand up so we can go ahead and do our prayer for protection. Take a deep breath. Are you spiritually free? Yes? Yes. Thank you. <laughs> you hear behind me blowing me forward. I love it. Okay, take a deep breath so we can affirm our prayer for protection. Let's affirm our prayer for protection. As we said, you, say, you see it says for us. It's not just us in the sanctuary. Let's pray this prayer for the world. Together, the light of God surrounds us. The love of God enfolds us. The power of God protects us. The presence of God watches over us. Wherever we are, God is, and all is well. Thank you for listening to this Unity of Farmington Hills podcast. We hope this has encouraged you, inspired you, and uplifted you. If you are unable to attend our Sunday gatherings but would still like to support our spiritual community, visit our giving page, unityfh.com donate.